0: Do you ever feel judged about your parenting style or by the behavior of your children? Can you even imagine how it would feel to have hundreds of millions of eyes following your every move? Well, today I'm chatting with a mother who is doing just that. Heidi D'Amelio is the mother of two daughters who just so happen to be the most famous people on TikTok. Just ask your teenagers if they know who Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio are. Well, Together, the family of four has over 200 million followers on TikTok alone, and they also have a YouTube channel, multiple podcasts, a clothing line, countless brand sponsorships, and a brand new TV show that just debuted on Hulu. And all of this has happened in just the past couple of years. One day, 15-year-old Charlie was just doing dance videos in her bedroom. And the next thing you know, the first family of TikTok, as they're known, is moving across the country to follow their rising stars. Today on the podcast, we get to see a different side of the superstar family as Heidi opens up about motherhood, life in Los Angeles, and how she really feels about social media. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? Well, we are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. Before we jump into the interview, I want to share one of my favorite photo tips. Now, get in close, even closer. Wait, did you know that zooming in while taking a photo decreases the quality of your image? It's true. So before you snap that photo of your baby rolling over or of your puppy doing something adorable, don't use your Zoom. Take a step or two closer to them. You'll be so much happier with how your photos turn out. They'll be crisp and clean and with less background noise. And don't forget to curate your camera roll for your month books. Pick your favorite 30 photos from the month and let chat books do the rest. A month book subscription is the easiest and prettiest way to hold on to your everyday memories. And for your podcast listeners, use the promo code SEASON3 to get your first book free. Hello, hello, Heidi Demelio. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I am so excited. Almost as excited as my kids are that I get to chat with you. I wish you could have seen their face when I just casually said, oh, yeah, the first guest of the mom Force podcast is going to be someone named Heidi Demelio." And my kids are like, what? Stop it. Even my 13-year-old immediately starts texting his friends. Oh, my gosh. My mom's talking to Charlie's mom. Can you believe it? Mom, you are so cool. I got like major mom points.
1: I know it's, so, it's pretty wild. I mean, I have, whoever anticipates anything like that, right? It's so wild. Seriously. So TikTok has
0: taken your family from like normal, you know, suburban family to like megastars, superstars, walking the red carpets, like all of the things. And I cannot wait to talk to you about that. And specifically that transition, like that is such a major shift for your family. But I actually got one question submitted when I, when I, posted on Instagram that I was going to chat with you. A lot of people had questions and one person said, wait, what is TikTok and why should I care? (laughs) And I realized, you know what, especially if you don't have teenagers, you might not know what TikTok is. So I would love to start with you just sharing like the elevator pitch of what is it and why should we care?
1: So TikTok is an app where you go on, there's tons of audios or you can create your own and make 15-second videos. And it could be anything from dances to art to cleaning your house to pressure washing. Anything and everything is on there. And for some reason, um, when this app started really developing in summer of 2019, my kids happened to be Two of the accounts that grew really, really fast. And here we are. <laughs> I, know it's not, I know it's like a lot between here and there, but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, it's fun. It started out with a very young app with young users, and we've seen it age up in, since summer of 2019. And I some of my favorite accounts are like there's a grandfather and his granddaughter. There's a grandma, grandmother that's like into fashion. It's literally anything and everything. It's definitely a fun place to get lost for a while and see some fun stuff. And that's TikTok. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, and it had a huge growth period during lockdown last year. I mean, we were all stuck at home. And all of a sudden, that's when I started hearing about it. My kids are like, TikTok, TikTok, here, do this dance, do this thing. And in fact, my daughter, who just got married this summer, she posted a video of a glow up of her boyfriend. And we watched over the days that rose to 6 million views. We could
1: not believe it. I was like, what is happening? The thing about it is uh, these trends are wild, right? And you never know what's going to stick for something like that. Like she posted it, you know, you post these things, never thinking you're just having fun on the app. and doing the trends and or whatever and then all of a sudden you have millions of eyes on you it's pretty wild yeah well i made one
0: tiktok (laughs) over lockdown my she taught me and my husband the um oh na 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 Oh, no, no, no. The dance with some very intricate footwork. And so for us non-dancers, that was very challenging. So that was my one and only TikTok until last night when I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm interviewing the queen of TikTok. I I need to get back on there. And so I I posted two TikToks and one of them, I misspelled something in my caption because I didn't have my glasses on (laughs) and you can't go back and change your captions. And the other one, I my daughter was like, put the hashtag FYP for you page so people more people will see it. Well, Mm -hmm. I got like 600 views, which is impressive because I only have um, 22 followers.
1: Right. I think, yeah, the app did grow like wildfire in quarantine. And so did the growth of like our kids on the app and our family. But what I loved about that is so many families were quarantined together in their homes. And I just saw so many families coming together, teens and parents or just all these combinations of your family coming together and having fun making videos. And otherwise, like, I don't know, I feel like in quarantine, everybody would have been in their own corner kind of doing their own thing. And I just feel like it really did bring people together. Yeah,
0: I I experienced it in my own home. Uh, But for any of you moms that may be listening that might not be on TikTok, if you have kids, they have been. And they probably know who the Demelio family is. Heidi, in, we have a Mom Force Facebook group and where lots of exciting conversations happen about all the mom stuff. But one topic that comes up over and over again is about appropriate boundaries for screen time and social media. So I asked the women in that group what they hoped to learn from you. And they actually had a lot of the same questions that I did, including this one from Simone.
1: Hi, Heidi. My question for you is how you are able to help your
0: daughters navigate social media in a healthy manner, and also if it affects their self-esteem, their mental health, and just their overall sense of security. So that's a pretty loaded question right out of the gate. Like, that's the prime concern I see in our Facebook group and when I talk to my friends is like, what is social media? What is being on their phones constantly doing to our kids? And so I would love your take on that.
1: So I have a lot of different things to answer that. So one is we can't deny it. Social media is a part of our life and it's going to be even more a part of our kids' lives. And it's just a part of our society. And I think more and more it's going to be used almost as currency. In you know, when you're going to get a job and they're going to look at your social media and You know, let's say your social media is consistent, looks good, promoting yourself as a human being and your what you're all about. And you've told this story, your own story, which is your, your own brand on your Instagram that's representing you, your family, your kids, your dogs, whatever it may be. And maybe the next person didn't do that. They don't, there's kind of all over the board, like who's gonna represent your company better? I don't know. I think the person that represents themselves better has some leverage there. Who knows, but I do think that has something to do with it. So it's a part of life. It's a part of work and school. For our family, Our kids had phones young for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm from Louisiana and we lived right outside of New York city in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So that was a way for our kids to keep in touch with their cousins who were in Louisiana. Mark being an entrepreneur, he knew life with his business before you could use social media to grow your business. So he really used social media to, to help with his business. And the kids always saw that from him creating a logo to using social media to grow that. Brand. And I just feel like there was no denying that it's going to be a part of life. So let's embrace it. And the boundaries are, you know, number one, it's going to come back to haunt you if you put something stupid on there. And number two, it's like, what? do you want for your own personal brand on your social media? And so don't ever put something out there that doesn't really represent who you are. And so those conversations started very early and we didn't fight it because it just wasn't a battle worth fighting. We'd rather like embrace it, let's teach them how to use it, how to use it properly. Kids are, you know, they don't always make the right choices. So they always came to us. Should I post this? Do you think this is okay? And then I'd ask them, or Mark would ask them and turn it around. Well, if you're asking me, there must be a reason why you're not thinking this is a good idea. So let's like, let's dive into that. You know, what is the question in your mind? And it could be a million different reasons, but if there's a doubt, then probably don't post it. Let's do something else. And so they always ran their own social media, but Mark and I were always on as well. And new apps that came out, we would get on so we could see what was going on and understand it. And so when they did come to us, we weren't like, I don't know what that is. You said so many, so many good things. I love
0: that you're talking to your kids about their brand, because that's as a business owner and entrepreneur, you're so focused on building your brand, you want a really clear message to help grow your company. But you're right, like this world that we're living in, social media is currency. And the The brand that we're putting out there by what we put out online and we share on social media is going to follow you the rest of your life. So you're so smart to talk to your kids about that at such a young age. Just out of curiosity, I know we had a couple of people in the mom force that wanted to know how old were they when you gave them phones and how old when they got on social media?
1: Dixie got her phone when she graduated fifth grade. She was going into middle school. There was a little more freedom that came with that where... You know, it wasn't like school ended. I drove and picked her up. She's in my car. I drive her to BMX racing. She was staying after school. She was helping with the after school program, whatever it was. So we felt like it was a good time to do that. Before that, they had iPads that would you know, they were in the house. They had desktops. They would make videos. So Dixie was fifth grade. Charlie, on the other hand, so Charlie was third grade, I think. Mark broke his phone and it was cheaper to get a fourth line than it was to fix his phone. So Charlie came home with a phone. Dixie was not happy. She was like, I okay had to wait till fifth grade. You know, it's all normal. Like, That's
0: the way it is for younger kids. We've seen that yeah. play out in our family too. My oldest when, when he sees my youngest and all the privileges and things he has, he's like, what? Is this even the same family? Well um, I love that your girls are coming to you for counsel because I think it's so smart to teach our kids about these things while they're in our house, living under our roof where we can, you know, be mm-hmm. in close contact and keep an eye on things. So when I was growing up, I was the oldest of 12 kids. And in our community, you know, everyone knew who we were. And my dad was a prominent attorney. And so I just, we felt like there was a spotlight on our family all the time. And so they were very um, interested in making sure that we always represented well, that we made good choices and that we would behave. And so I'm wondering, I know that you didn't start off with this giant spotlight on you, but now, I mean, the whole world is watching. Like, what is it? What does it look like to behave in the D'Amelio family?
1: Oh. Well, I'm I'm from Louisiana, so, you know, I was raised to be respectful to others, to be polite, um to use your manners always. And I mean, that's all I knew. And then moved to New York City when I was 25. And I mean, I feel like none of that really changed. I still, yes, ma'am. And yes, there are people that are older than me. That's just the way I am. Now, Mark was born in New York City, raised in the Northeast. And but he loved when we would go back to Louisiana and loved the politeness and respect. But having kids in the Northeast and being... I don't know if I'd say strict. I had things that I was tough on them with and Mark had things that he was tough on them with. I thought his things were silly. He thought my things were ridiculous. So between the two of us, we had everything covered. We just started with them so young. There were rules. You had to contribute to the household. You had to do your chores. That's part of our family. There were just certain things not up for negotiation. That was just part of being in our house. The the hard work I feel was put in when they were younger and just yeah. really teaching them just how to not just be a good person in our house, but outside of our house and and all of that. So now fast forward, all these eyes on us, like they just know that stuff but they are teenagers that are going to stretch their wings a little bit and experiment
0: and sometimes that can be painful as a parent to watch because they might like dabble
1: in some things that maybe you're like not that great about for me they're so good they're like I think the biggest thing recently Charlie's 17 and she started flipping off the camera and I'm like why? Mm-hmm. It's so like no. you don't need that. What are you doing? What's it's the so point? Dumb. She was like, I literally <laughs> do nothing to rebel. Can you just give me this? I'm like, okay, you made your point though. Can we move on from that? And she was like, All right, fine. So yeah. she definitely brought it down. But you know, I'm like, if that's the worst thing she's doing.
0: You know the phrase you pick your battles. That's something that I heard as, you know, I started becoming a mother and I thought I hate that and I'm not picking my battles. Everything is important. I'm not going to give. But reality is you've got these individual people that are so different that, you know, they have their own path and it might be a rocky road. But I think maintaining a relationship with that child and, you know, being consistent with what you're teaching. I think your Southern roots and your, you know, all of that that you learned and instilled in them at a young age, they will come back to that.
1: Yeah, and I think the beauty of TikTok is just getting to be yourself, whereas Instagram always tended to be this beautiful, like, filtered photos and videos. TikTok wasn't like that, and I'm so happy that the girls just get to... They're not a character. They are who they are, and they go on and make videos without makeup, and they'll go on with zit cream, and they just get to be themselves. So with that they get to make mistakes. I mean, it's hard to make a mistake when you're in the spotlight of social media because people are unforgiving, but that is isn't that what growing up is all about? Is making mistakes and learning from them. You know, the situation they're in is they don't have a lot of room for mistakes, but in our house there are room for mistakes and conversations and doing better and learning and all of that. But being
0: on uh, in such a big platform and being such a presence
1: around the entire globe, they
0: They get a lot of unfair criticism, too. You know, even building our business, I had to get out of the customer support part of it very early on because my mama bear instincts would kick in so hard. I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't like our app? What do you mean you had problems, you know? So do you, is there a mama bear inside, Heidi? And how do you deal with it? And how do your girls do with it? Because I even scrolled through some of the comments on some of their TikTok videos and like, Charlie is... A darling, beautiful, fresh-faced, like, you can tell she's just a genuine sweet spirit. But there were some savage things posted there. So how do you guys deal with that?
1: Okay, so from the mom side of it, yes, mama bear, it's a problem. I've gotten much better. When things first started, you know, and she first started growing and these comments started happening, I'm like finding who they are. I'm finding them on Instagram. What are they all about? You will regret this. <laughs> 10 years old saying these terrible things. Like, where's your mother? <laughs> and I used to, you know, comment back. And then it's just a never ending thing when you do that. So what I realized we were causing more problems for the girls by trying to help them and defending them. So, our thing in all this is do no harm to our family. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I had to stop because sometimes I type it out because it feels so good to type it out and I'm going to clap back and all this. And then I do, oh, yeah, I just delete it because it's not worth it. It's just people on there saying negative stuff because they want their comment to go viral, which can happen. Or if they make a hate video about my kids, they could have made 300 really. Sweet videos, nice videos, cool videos, and then they make a hate video and they get six million views. What are they going to do? They're going to make more.
0: Well, there's always going to be jealousy, and even in our little humble bubble here in Orem, Utah, you know, my girls, you know, they have people who aren't always kind. And I, you know, my instinct is like, who, who? Let me talk to their mother. You know, although I have vowed I will not get involved in your social life, you're you can figure this out. Yeah. But one of the things that I always end up saying is, well. They just aren't happy. They would never say that if they were happy in their life.
1: Yeah. Obviously, the girls have way more eyes on them than Mark and I, but to a degree, we're all in this, the four of us. So the beauty in that is there are days when one of us is getting just a wave of hate and this bandwagon of we're all going to hate on them today. And you have three people that are right here in your house that love you more than anything Mm -hmm. that just here to lift you up. And luckily, there's only usually one that's getting it at a time. So you really have three other people that are like, we got this. Don't listen to it. You know, we are we love you. There's plenty of people that follow you that love you. Let's think about that. And so we try to focus on that. But I will say even before the rise on social media for the girls, this happens in school. So for people who are like, oh, social media is so toxic. For my girls, they're getting it by the millions. But I mean, before they had a following, they had a hundred followers and they would get something. It hurts the same. And so I think we gotta just even take it back to even off of social media. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but if everybody could be a part of the kindness wave, like we all, nobody wants to get the negativity. It all sucks. Why are we doing it? Let's just be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, go back
0: a little bit in time okay so until a couple of years ago you were living in Connecticut Mm -hmm. the Norwalk area is that right yes my husband graduated from New Canaan high school and we actually lived in New Canaan with our family for a little bit so I'd go to (laughs) Norwalk for the Trader Joe's and the Costco so oh that's so funny small world it is a beautiful part of the country and an amazing place to raise a family we actually thought that that's where we were landing forever and we were going to Watch all of our kids, you know, grow up and graduate from high school. There, our life unfolded just a little di- differently, but not in the same way as yours. You then, after this meteoric rise to um, fame through TikTok, had an opportunity to move to LA, moving with teenagers. Now, we did that with our family when we, when we moved to Utah seven years ago, and that was rough. So, I'm just wondering if you could. Tell us what was that like and how was that transition and how did your girls adjust to all these new things in such a crazy time?
1: So I just feel like the timing of everything just in the world because of the pandemic, I don't know, things just aligned. So before the pandemic, we were coming to L.A. a lot. The girls had a lot of work here. Everything they were doing was here. And then they had three really, really big campaigns. We're in LA, but the campaigns aren't for a little while and things are shutting down. So we go back home to Connecticut and the the girls are working a lot via Zoom and, you know, they were on the cover of Girls Life. I photographed that, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff at home, like everyone was. And so these campaigns are coming up, the deadlines to get because they're launching and it's in LA. And obviously we knew we weren't gonna be going back and forth. That wasn't an option. It just wasn't safe or anything. So uh, the girls just really see their future here. Now the girls were already, Dixie has was a senior. She had completed all her credits to graduate. Charlie was online already. Because she was traveling so much and she was a freshman. And then these campaigns are coming up. So they're like, maybe this is a good time to move. The girls are like doing their whole pitch. They're like, this is why we should just go now. The opportunity is here. We knew we didn't need to be in Connecticut. We wanted to be somewhere a lot more sunny most of the year. And I'm like, I'm sign me up for that sunshine. I'm fine with that. So what was it like your first big event
0: out in public? Eventually the world started feeling like it was going back to normal. Like your first red carpet event together. What was that like?
1: So that was the Kids' Choice Awards. You know, it was still very pared down because of COVID. There was no audience. Anyone who was on the show came in waves. So the girls did the red carpet. It was very quick. And then Dixie announced Justin Bieber. And then Charlie was up for an award, which she won. And that was early on in the show. Nice. She got slimed. There was a trailer. She took a shower. We went home. It was very fast. And, but we were so like, so it was a cool moment. And it just, it all happened so fast that we got home. We like, really had to process what the heck just happened. Yeah, I'm you know, sure. the time we, when we left the house, we, we were back in, a, maybe an hour and twenty minutes,
0: and it wa- and it probably took like three hours to watch all the commercial <laughs> breaks. But <laughs> I'm sure you have lots of pinch me moments. Uh, but one of the thing that comes when you become more, you know, famous is a lot of requests for your money and for your attention and for your time. And I'm wondering how how's your family dealt with that, and how do you create boundaries around this family life?
1: Mark and I are parents first and the kids are our kids first. Like that's never, ever going to change. Work's never going to get ahead of that. That's just not something any of us want. So that's always a priority, making sure they're okay. And they're, you know, it's a battle because they're having opportunities to do a lot of really cool things. So they say yes a lot and Mm -hmm. then ends up with a lot going on too much. And so that's where Mark and I have to be there with eyes on everything to make sure we're not their managers. We never want to be their managers. That is, first of all, we're not managers. And yeah, um, your parents, they need a parent. Yeah. So we're we're just always the parents. But you know, we look at everything through the eyes of our family. I mean, it's not going to be perfect. There's definitely bumps in the road. But We're going to be okay because of that, and we all look at it like that. It's family first.
0: Well, in every family, there are seasons of craziness. You know, maybe it's a new baby or maybe it's a move. But you guys are in a major season of craziness. So (laughs) I'm wondering, do you have like rules, like no phones at dinner time, or you know, this night is family night unless you're going to the MTV Music Awards or whatever? Like, do you have any like rules that you try to
1: hold fast? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's never an issue. Like when we're all together and we're talking and laughing, we usually like have the music on and the microphones. My kitchen Island is usually the stage. So someone's up there, you know, there's always just that going on. So they're on the phones playing music, like, you know, who's DJing this whole thing and whatever. So it's, it's kind of like, not a thing where they're both like, they have their moments, but they move on from it. Do you ever find yourself longing for your quote unquote old life?
0: Like for me on a very, very smaller scale, like before I started this business with my husband and I was working full time and, you know, I used to have more freedom and flexibility and I could go to lunch with girlfriends and play tennis. But, you know, I've got a lot of other amazing opportunities. But sometimes in a hard moment, I'm like, I wish I had my old life back. Do you ever have those moments?
1: I mean, the beauty in what we do and that, and when you think of people are like, why would they do this? The hate the kids get the negativity of the whole thing. Why would they yeah. do that? The beauty in it is to share what we're doing with our family and friends and to, you know, do fun things and have opportunities and scoop them in with us. Like, that's the best right. part of it. So I feel like we had a fun life before. Like it was We always had a fun element to it and we, you know, we would bring our friends and family into it then, and we just get to do that in a bigger scale now. So that's like the best part of it. And also, you know,
0: with, with the money, you guys, you've been able to make a considerable amount of money and I've seen, you've done some really amazing things, giving back into the community. And that is such a privilege. And I love, I love when I hear about people using their resources in that way.
1: Yeah. All four of us, whenever, we are negotiating a deal or whatever, we always ask for some sort of give back moment in that. Like how can we- how could we do something to help other people? I don't know. It's just kind of and,
0: I, and I've been seeing um Charlie like post links to other creators. Like she's she's not just like hogging the spotlight, she's shining the spotlight. And you do that too on your Instagram. I noticed in I'm your welcome. stories. You're constantly posting other people's cool stuff. And that's just that's so generous. And you can just tell, like, you guys have a heart of gold. And maybe that is why. TikTok chose you as the (laughs) golden family. I don't know if everyone knows, but like social media is not just fun and games. It can be, but it also can be serious business. And you guys have turned it into a serious business. And you've seemed to do it in a way that hasn't completely taken over your life. It just is your life. It, It is who you are and you're making the most of it. Last year, I was at this social media conference and learning all the stuff about how to, you know, magnify the message of our brand through social media. And TikTok was just starting to become a thing that every brand wanted to get in on. And I was furiously taking notes. And I looked back at my notes last night and I had written, TikTok likes to have a face dot 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 Charlie question mark. I had no idea who Charlie was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. But now I am talking to Charlie's mom. And so I'm wondering, as the golden family of TikTok, what is your relationship with TikTok like?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we are p- good partners with everyone we work with, including TikTok. You know, so we're always like part of the conversation, how to help make the app better and, you know, pain points or whatever. So yeah, we're, we're but we're... We're definitely partners like that with everybody. If we have the voice, like let's try and help make it the best it can be. And so we're constantly trying to do that with all the apps that we work with. Mm
0: I know for some parents, and I will admit, I will include myself in this, the words TikTok struck fear in my heart because I'm like, what is this app, this other app that my kids are going to get lost in? And, you know, there's there can be bad. You can find bad stuff anywhere. But this it reminded me of a question that we got from the Mom First Facebook group from Rochelle, and this is what she asked. Hi, Heidi. My question for you is sometimes the words TikTok and teenagers don't bring up the most positive of opinions. How did you encourage your kids to use their accounts to become content creators instead of wasting time on the app? What advice would you give to parents that have teens that are joining TikTok?
1: I feel like everybody has something that people are going to be interested in. And these kids, these younger kids are almost so innate to doing these videos, they're good at it. They're really good at it. And, you know, a big part of TikTok are the dances and the trends, but at the same time, it's not just that. Sometimes your kid just has to find what their thing is. You know, sometimes it's as easy as helping them like with the lighting, you know, you want your videos well lit, not a lot of clutter in the back or busyness in the back, just little things like that, that might get their videos viewed a little bit more. Every parent has to come to it with whatever works for their family, but I just feel like as long as they're having fun, but you know, what's the meat and potatoes of it? What are you doing? That's going to, that you're going yeah. to put out there. What is that content? What's your why? Yeah, Like that,
0: that's a guiding you question love. for us as we build our business and we talk about it in our family, but knowing why you're on that yeah. can help keep you on on the path. And and again, it goes back to, you know, let your kids learn about this stuff while they're living at home.
1: And it it is hard to, because you, you know, it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole and you look and you've been on the app for hours and, you know, as an adult, I feel that. So I know it's good for the kids, but you know, yeah, look scroll for five minutes but spend an hour making content you know maybe it's something that gets you up and moving and exercising i don't know well i know my kids have been cooking
0: more because of things they've seen on tiktok so there there is good stuff there but yeah you're right balance like watch the videos and then put your phone away and make the thing or do the craft or you know do dance the dance yes okay can we talk about photos now because this is the MomPours podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. On your podcast, by the way, Heidi and her husband, Mark, have a very fun podcast where they give you tons of behind-the-scenes stuff on their life and things they've learned. It's very entertaining. I might have binged through all of the episodes. But I heard you mention that you are always taking photos. Now, I know you guys have tons of gorgeous, professional-styled photos of your family, but What about all of the pictures that you just take on your phone, like of the everyday moments with your family? What do you do with those photos
1: and how do you enjoy them? I can't even, I don't even want to know the number of pictures I have, not only on my phone and every computer and hard drive, but photos from this day Mark and I met till Charlie was, I think six months. They're all in albums, organized beautifully. Wow. There's hundreds. It's a lot. That's impressive. I have no pictures on my walls or anywhere because I can't decide. I love them all. Like Every moment, it's like I bring myself right back to that moment. It's like such a good feeling. How do I pick? It's a problem. It's a problem. But Heidi, something is better than nothing. Yes.
0: Pick a couple pictures, put them on your walls. I mean ask anyone and they've gotten thousands and thousands of photos on their phones and you know, you can sit back and scroll through them and look at it, but.
1: So, okay. I, I'll ask you this advice. So I was thinking, I, I, I love the idea of like a little collage of like seasons. Cause we lived in the Northeast. So we had seasons yeah. winter. Yes. But like, I love that. Now, how- that At least that helps me like narrow it down. But any advice to that? Like, how do you pick? Do yes. I- okay. So I like themes. In
0: fact, over quarantine, during lockdown, I turned a giant empty wall in my basement into our Memories of our trips of days gone by because no one was traveling. But I went through all of my photos and picked fun photos through the years of us on a vacation somewhere exciting, the beach or Mexico or France. And actually, Chapbooks makes wall tiles, canvas wall tiles. They're very inexpensive and you just peel off the little sticky thing and hang it up on the wall. So I like having a theme and I like a lot of bright color. So you could organize around a theme. But I've heard from Shay McGee, another guest on our Mom Force podcast, very famous interior designer she talked about this and said pick a color scheme or pick a theme have something that ties them all together but with your resources and all of your beautiful photos you could swap out your galleries every season
1: this has been i this is such a guilty mom thing i have is my kids and they say this a lot I don't, I don't remember like a lot of our childhood and I know it's because they don't have pictures up. When we go to my mom's house, my mom has pictures everywhere from us to when we were younger to her grandkids when they were younger and to now. And they go and they're like, oh yeah. And they, everything clicks for them. I'm like, what am I doing? They're like, this is bad. I have to like, get it together. They love seeing pictures when they were young and they're all like either on my, on the computers or phones or in a, album, which they never did. Well, I did
0: ask you for a photo of a favorite memory of like an everyday magical moment. So tell us about that memory and then we'll, we'll post the photo on Instagram for everyone to see. Okay.
1: So this photo was, we went to a UConn Michigan game at University of Connecticut. The four of us, the kids were younger and Michigan is insane there. I couldn't believe how many fans came to Connecticut to see the game and the tailgating and the whole thing. It was wild. And there was this Michigan people sitting behind us that was arguing with my kids. He was like 20 something. And my kids were like, yo, Yukon, Yukon. And he was like, oh, Yukon sucks. And they were going back and forth. But it was like very funny. My kids were giving it right back. It was such a fun day. That was like one of my favorite memories. I love that and see how one photo can encapsulate
0: so many emotions and yes. it's awesome. All right, you guys can see that photo we're going to post it on Instagram for you. Hey, can we talk about your TV show now? <laughs> the Demelio show, an 8-episode docu-series on Hulu, and I've heard you say that your family your family's always being videoed and photographed and talked about in the media and how like Lots of it isn't even true. So this was your chance to set the record straight and show the public what the D'Amelio family is really like. And yeah. it's not a reality show, right? And it it's more of a documentary. Yes, it's a
1: docu-series and it's, it just really shows everything outside of the apps and the 15 second videos that I think people are going to be surprised and it'll be unexpected of our life.
0: Yeah. And what a treasure to have this very fancy, professionally made family journal of your family's life right now. Honestly, whenever I see people's documentaries and stuff like that, I'm like secretly jealous. I wish someone would follow us around and film it. And so I could have this record forever. Yeah. That will be such a treasure. And you also, I noticed you're the executive producer. Why was that important for you to be a producer on the project?
1: All four of us are. Well, because it's our life and it's our story. And we, Did not want it to be twisted or turned into something that it's not just for views. This is our life. We just didn't want it to be this whole big dramatic disaster just to get people to watch. I think people want to watch it because it's good and not because it's over-the-top ridiculous. So I can't wait for people to see it. I, I never thought, I was the last one on board to do this. I was like it's just too much putting your whole life out there is just a lot and now I can't believe I've far I've come and I, I'm just so excited for people to see it because yeah. I just want people like we have we get a lot of hate watch us learn who we are and then hate us if you want I get it but like at well, least like take the time to see who we are <laughs> Heidi with all that you have
0: going on Do you ever get to take time for yourself? Like, what does self-care look like for you? And do you find it hard to have a life of your own outside of your kids' lives and skyrocketing
1: careers? Well, you know, Dixie's going to be 20. She's an adult. She lives on her own. Obviously, she's here all the time and we're together a lot. But Charlie's... 17, you know, I'm kind of at this stage. I like to call it in the consulting stage. I'm still a parent, both Mark and I, obviously, and you you take on a different role at this age, I think, you know, especially for Dixie. So yes, to answer your question, I do have time. I love to work out. That's my all-time favorite thing to do. I love to lift weights. I love to lift weights heavy. And that is always a (laughs) priority on the calendar before anything else goes on. Those are already booked, and I work around that. So that is my thing.
0: Yeah, there's something about doing something hard in the gym and sweating it out, especially as we get older. (laughs) You feel like I can do this. Yes. Um, I actually have four kids, adult kids that have moved out of the house. Actually, In two weeks, I will have five kids out of the house. That's a whole different episode of how to parent from a distance. Wait, how did you just describe it? As a consultant. consultant. Yes, how to be a consultant parent.
1: Like, I can see when Dixie Face signs me that there's like stuff everywhere, and I'm like, why don't you clean it up? Like, I can't. It's her place. It's your disaster. You do whatever you want. But what I say is, you know, Don't you think your mind would be a little more calm if your space were a little more calm? And, oh, yeah, she doesn't always do it, but at least I put it out there. I can't help myself, but yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, Heidi, thank you so much. I want to wrap up with one last question. Yes. What is something that people don't know about you that would surprise them? And if you have a photo to go with it, bonus points and we'll post that on social media.
1: I do have a photo of it. It was when I was 25, I moved to New York city and I shaved my head. (gasps) Buzz Buzz cut. I went on the sidewalk with my roommate. We got a pizza and a six pack beer and she buzzed my hair. I had wanted to do that for so long and it was amazing. And I had so much fun. Also having just moved away from Louisiana, My sister was my hairdresser, so I no longer had a hairdresser. So this was perfect. What I didn't know was funny story, it was September, and I didn't know like there was, it was actually going to get cold. Being from Louisiana my whole life and not having seasons, it got cold and I was bald. So that was the whole thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, my
0: daughter, Claire, she's 18, she has hair down to her waist. And the other day she said, I think I might buzz all of my hair off. And I thought, why would that? Ever cross your mind? She said, I just think it'd be so liberating. Yeah. It was so very you-
1: freeing. It was it was very different how other people reacted to me. I, I was not expecting that. I never thought about that. I just thought it would yeah. be fun and I always had long hair. So I was like,
0: hmm. Okay, I cannot wait to see a photo of that. Uh, Heidi, you're amazing. Thank you for spending so much time and sharing so much of yourself here on this podcast episode and also on the Hulu show. I can't wait to watch that. Tell people how can they see that and how can they learn more about you and what's the most exciting thing on the horizon for the Demilio family?
1: Follow me on all my socials at Heidi Demilio. Hulu's, uh, Demilio's on Hulu is another uh, Instagram handle. I don't even know we have the podcast. There's a (laughs) lot coming out. Google the Demelio family and you will be set for days. Just follow us on our socials and it's all there.
0: Last weekend was my deep dive into the Demelio family, and it was very fun and very entertaining. <laughs> so, thank you so much, and best of luck to you and your beautiful family. Tell your kids hello. Oh, I will. I know I'm so surprised I didn't peek in here. They're being a little shy, but yeah, thank you for giving me some real street cred with my kids that Thanks I get for to chat with you. Me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining the Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our Mom Force Facebook group. And check out the show notes for a special Chatbooks discount code until next time.